0: Live from Beit Shemesh and broadcasted around the world, you are listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Nahum Klegman Interviews and advice from Jewish entrepreneurs from around the world. Listen, learn, be Masliach. Welcome to episode 29 of the From Entrepreneur. I wanna start off by thanking everybody from, for being part of the From Entrepreneur community. I wanna welcome all our new listeners from around the world. Your emails and comments inspire me. I absolutely love the community we're building together. And I thank you for joining me for every episode and for being in contact and for uh, for helping, you know, grow this, uh, this ongoing community. There's a lot more coming in the pipeline. I'll be very excited to talk about in the near future. Uh, but for now, thank you so much. Two things you could do for me if you're enjoying this podcast. One is to please share it with other people. If you know somebody that can uh, that would enjoy one of our episodes or enjoy subscribing, please feel free to share it with them. And the second is if you're on iTunes, whether you have an iPhone, an iPad, or if you just have an iTunes account, if you could rate uh, this podcast, that would be very beneficial to me if you uh, leave uh, some feedback on iTunes. It helps me out a lot. So uh, if you could just take 60 seconds and do that, that would be absolutely amazing. A few days ago, my mother sent me an email, and uh, first of all, my mother, she listens to every one of my episodes, so hi mom, thank you for listening. So she sent me and my brothers an email with a picture of a guy, someone from our past, and says, do you know who this is? And it was, uh, I think, you know, we, we all got it right away. It was a picture from over 30 years ago of our mailman. Now I don't know about you, but you may not remember who your mailman is today, much less 10 years ago or 30 years ago. But this mailman made uh, an impression on my brothers and I and probably on hundreds of other people. Those of you from uh, Passaic probably remember and probably know who I'm talking about, especially in the Brook Avenue, Amsterdam Avenue, uh, Terhune Avenue area. We're talking about our mailman, and his name is It. Actually, I don't remember his real name, although I'm sure one of the starshevskys probably know his real name. But we called him It because we would see him twice a day. Once a day, he would come around delivering our mail. And the other time of day, he would be running by us, and every time you'd see him, he was so pumped up, so excited, he was like, you know, running like on adrenaline. And he'd always yell out, "Do it!" And whenever you'd see him, whether you're driving by, whether he's walking by, running by your house, if you yell, if you would yell, "Do it!" to him, he would yell back, "Do it!" and pump his fist in the air. And it was something that uh, it was a message that he was giving us that whenever, in, and that is you know, whether through rain or sleet or snow, he would always do his job consistently day in and day out, year after year. We saw him constantly running and delivering the mail and constantly saying, do it. And he was a very happy guy, very successful in what he did. And, uh, you know, he left an impression on everybody that met him always had a smile and uh, always delivered the mail. <laughs> he was absolutely fantastic. And he was very inspiring. And that's something that we can learn as entrepreneurs. Sometimes you just have to do it. In a previous episode, episode 19, I talked about the fears that may hold you back from being an entrepreneur. Today, I'm not gonna talk about the fears because let's say you got past the fears and you're ready to go, but you're just not launching, right? What's holding you back from launching and what are some of the mistakes that you make by not launching, by not going for it, by not releasing? Reid Hoffman, who is a co-founder of LinkedIn, a fellow Yid and somebody actually had a pleasure of meeting a few years ago. He has a famous quote. He says, if you are not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you've launched too late. Meaning, if you're going to wait till it's perfect, if you're going to wait till everything is absolutely fantastic, you're never, ever going to launch. Because you're never going to be 100% happy with what you do. It's the same thing with an author when he's writing a book. At some point, you just have to say, okay, the book is finished. It's as great as it can be. Yeah, maybe a month later you may have another idea, but at some point you just have to release it. You just have to do it. You just have to, you know, move forward. And I think it's important, uh, especially today, nowadays, not to get so caught up in the perfectionism that could be holding you back. So the question is, is when should you launch? Right? At what point should you launch? And I think as soon as you have a product that's ready to be reviewed. And again, a product could be a physical product, it could be a digital product, it could be, you know, something you're importing and trying to sell, right? As soon as you have the smallest amount or the minimum amount you need to launch and start getting feedback, you should do it. And that could be, you know, but I would definitely say even though launch, and even though get it out there, it doesn't mean go mass market. You don't want to, you know, put it all the way out there and start posting ads, you know, in the national magazines or newspapers or, or spend a ton of money online until you have tweaked the product. So just because I'm telling you to launch it and to get it out there doesn't mean that you should do it, in, a, you know, in a huge way. It doesn't mean you have to go crazy with it. It just means you have to launch it. So I would definitely start with friends and family, you know, get it into their hands, get their feedback, hear what they have to say, ask them what they think about the price points Ask them what they think uh, about the product itself. Ask them if they know of anybody that would enjoy or like that product. Maybe if it's not for them, but maybe they know it's for others, right? And once you you get that feedback and you tweak the product, you make it that much better, well, then you could re-release it, right? And this time you'll release it to maybe a larger group of friends or maybe to your community and start getting feedback amongst them. It's a big world out there, right? So even if you don't put out the most perfect product, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Most people don't put out anything. So the fact that you actually put out something is something to be commended for and, and is fantastic. So release it to a little bit of a larger group. And then when you're done releasing to that larger group, then you can go even larger. Like I'm, I'm working on a on a project now. And then, you know, the goal is to launch it, you know, first amongst friends and family. And then we're going to launch it to the community. Then we're going to launch it to uh, through Yerushalayim. And then we're planning on launching it through to Tel Aviv and then to the rest of Israel. And then once we've tweaked it and we think it's fantastic. We made it as good as we can for international release. Then we'll start releasing it to the States, right? So, but you have to, but just because, you know, but if I had the mindset that said, hey, I'm not going to release it until it's perfect and ready for the world to see, it may never get released. Don't be worried about getting press or, you know, someone's going to pick up the story and you're going to be embarrassed about what is you sent because, you know, it's not so easy to get press these days. You're going to actually have to go out and try to get it, right? And if you do get the press, and you do get that, and and people are knowing about, then the product is probably pretty good already. So obviously, everything needs constant tweaking and updating. It's not like you build it and then it's finished, right? It's constantly, you know, taking your product, your idea, your business, and constantly making it better. A couple of years ago, I had a client in my coaching program, and one of the things he liked to do is he liked to talk, Kamat every single day. And I would talk to him, he was paying me, and every day we would talk about the idea his plan, the vision, and he would, you know, talk about it and then he would write it and then he'd have me do some writing and then I would give it back to him and then we'd get feedback from someone else and then we'd hire someone else to, uh, to you know, redo it and he would create a business plan and then he would create a, a, uh, a PowerPoint presentation, then he created an executive summary and then he would tweak, you know, write a newsletter and then he would do everything besides actually launch something. And uh, I said to him, "This guy is actually from Texas." I said to him, "I said, when are you going to just launch something?" He says, "Well, I don't want to launch it because what if it's not right, or what if people?" I said, "You're not going to know if it's right. You're not going to know if it's good if unless you launch something. Doesn't have to be everything, but launch something. Start getting feedback on the idea. Start, you know, uh, hearing what other people have to say. You know, start seeing if there's a following for it." And I said, "If you're going to wait till everything is absolutely perfect, you're never going to launch." And after six months of coaching with him. And trying again to, to launch something, he finally got to the point where he was ready to launch the 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 plan was was proven people liked it uh, everything was fine everything was great there's only one problem: he ran out of money he didn't have money left to actually launch the program and um, you know then uh, he eventually he did raise the money and he did launch it and uh, became very successful with it but He just took way too long to launch something and burnt through a lot of money. And if he wasn't able to raise more money, then the program, uh, this project would never have gotten off the ground, right? And he wasted a lot of time and money and made a lot of mistakes instead of just getting something out there. And I think, you know, getting what's called the MVP, the minimum viable, uh, product, getting that out there is super important. It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles. If you're in a, if you're creating a software program, doesn't, you know, there's going to be constant tweaks, constant updates. If you're going to wait till it has every single feature, you're never going to launch and you may get beaten to the market by somebody else who wasn't afraid to launch, right? You can have a list of all the features and everything you want, but you need to be able to mark down what is it that you need to launch. What are the must-have items, the must-have features that you need to have in order to launch? Everything else can come in a different phase, phase two, phase three, phase four, but it's very important to be able to get out there as soon as you can with something. Now, don't worry about someone else copying your idea, doing it better than you. Things take a long time to build. And even if someone's doing something similar, and there could be someone doing something similar anyway, but the market, the world is so huge, right? You don't have to worry. Someone not, you know, Even this, if there are people in the same space as you, not everybody's going to do the same thing exactly the same way that you're doing it. right? I was coaching uh, another client just uh, a couple months ago, and he, he said it drove him crazy when investors asked him, what will happen if Facebook decides to do this or if Google and I know for myself as an entrepreneur in some of my other projects my early projects we were always asked those questions and it's the most ridiculous questions you know if if, if everybody was afraid of Facebook or Google or Microsoft you know going and taking your idea and doing what you're doing nobody there would be no startups yet there are constant startups and there are constant businesses and there are constant ideas that are getting funded and launching and being successful right you know so just because there is a huge player in the space doesn't mean that they're going to be able to do what you're doing. doesn't mean that they're going to do exactly what you're doing. And even if they did, the market is still a huge place. The world is a huge place. Don't be afraid that that someone's going to come and take your idea. And, you know, someone said, he he said that someone told him that that Facebook could just take 30 people, throw a couple million dollars on it and build it in less time and have the money put behind it. I said, well, you know, what if, you know, Facebook tried to do that, actually, with a company, against a company called WhatsApp, right? WhatsApp was released, uh, I believe it was like a year or two before Facebook Messenger. And what did Facebook do? Facebook took its top engineers, took millions of dollars, and went head-to-head to, head to head against WhatsApp. And they went head-to-head head for a while, up until, I guess, about a year, year and a half ago, when Facebook ended up buying WhatsApp, I think it was for $11 billion, $12, $13 billion, something like that. So... You know, just because Facebook was Facebook and Facebook had billions of people behind them and they had the top engineers and they had all the money in the world doesn't mean that they could uh, mimic or copy or do everything the way you want to do something. So if you're, you know, even for investors out there that ask that question, sure, you have to have an answer how you're different than Facebook, how you're different than Google, how you're different than, you know, one of these big players that are in the market. But chances are, if you have a product, you're probably, it's probably a niche. It's probably something you're going to be focused on that these companies are not going to be focused on, right? If you're going to come and say, hey, I'm starting another social network, just like Facebook, I tell you, you're crazy. But if you have a specific niche, a specific idea that Facebook is not doing, um, or even if they're doing it slightly, but you're focused on it, and you're going to have 20 more features than Facebook ever will, I'll say, you know, you have a good shot, good shot at success if the market's big enough. You know, the market looks at three things investors really look at three things. They look at the idea. You know, is it a viable idea? They look at the market size. Is, the, is there a huge enough market for the idea? And they look at the team. Do you have a solid enough team, an experienced team, a team that works well together, a knowledgeable team that can execute on the idea? If you have those three things, then don't worry about the big boys. Because you know what? Even when the big boys comes out and does do what you want to do, chances are one of the other big boys will then end up wanting to buy you. How much feedback do you need before launching something? I think I think that's an important question to ask because yes, you do want to get some feedback on your idea. You do want to know if there are potential customers out there, but at what scale? How many people do you need to speak to? How many customers do you need to go after? And I think I I think it's a formula which has to do with the idea versus the cost of time and money put into it. I think, you know, if you could do something, if you have an idea that has huge market potential, and it will not cost you a lot of money or time to get it launched, then I don't think you need to you know, get tremendous feedback from it. Meaning, if you're creating a, a product and uh, you know that there's a potential market of millions of people for it, and you could get that product done in three months and it'll only cost you a couple of thousand dollars, then don't worry so much about what people are going to say. Yeah, you may want to ask one, two, three, five people you know, what they think of the idea. But if you are confident in the idea, if you did your research and you study the market, then just launch, just do it. Don't worry about it. You know, obviously, if something, but if something is going to cost you a million dollars to do and it's going to take you a year to do, then yeah, you need to put more effort and time into researching and, and, and into speaking to potential clients, finding out if they're willing to pay what you need to sell the product for in order to be successful with it, in order to be able to pay your bills with it. But, like for example, a couple of uh, couple months ago, I was speaking with a fellow entrepreneur, a friend of mine, and he had put a, a million dollars into a new product idea he, he had. And it took him more than a year to build it. And he said that, you know, now that he built it, now that he launched it, he's just not getting traction with it. The customer base that he thought would love it didn't really go for it. And he told me that he made the biggest mistake he made was not going to his list of potential clients and asking them if this is something they'd use, if this is something they wanted. And, you know, if you're going to spend that type of money, if you're going to put that type of time into a product, then, yeah, you really need to know your target market, especially if it's a target market you're not familiar with. Right. You, you do need to research them. You do need to ask them uh, because you're putting you're taking a, a, you know, too huge of a risk for, you know, something that may not work, or maybe the niche is too small, or if that niche is not interested in technology, let's say, and you have a technology product for them. So even if, you, you know, it's the greatest product in the world, but they're not into technology, it doesn't matter You know what you build for them. Let's recap what we talked about. You want to just do it. You want to do it. You want to go out there. You want to release something. You don't want to have to wait you know, until you have the greatest product, until all the feature sets are in there, until it's absolutely perfect. Because you may have to tweak it along the way and other competitors may come in and launch first. And you just have to really go out there and release the product. Get it out there. Start getting real feedback from real potential customers, from real people in the marketplace, right? The sooner you can do that, the better. And there's always time to add on, you know, new features and and new accessories, you know, in the future. Right, you also want to make sure that you don't over work the the business plan, the executive summary. You know, I, I was just talking to an investor uh, about an idea a couple of days ago. And he said, well, where's your business plan? I said, I don't have a business plan. He says, why don't you have a business plan? I said, well, I don't think I need a business plan. I said, you know, but the time it takes me to, to write and tweak and put it together. I said, I could have launched the product already, right? I'm not a big believer in business plans unless it's for your own self because you need it because the chances are investors are not going to sit and read through your whole entire business plan. They'd rather see something, and today, especially with investors, they want to see a, a product. They want to see something real, something tangible, uh, and, and preferably something that has some traction, something that has some sales or customers that are saying they're going to buy it before they're going to be willing to invest in it. That's just the nature of the market today, because there are so many great ideas out there that uh, investors or seasoned investors want to, you know, put their money in something that's actually live already. All right, so it's, it, it, the market is a little bit tougher than it, than it once was, but. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, to spend so much time on a business plan and, and to spend months and to spend thousands of dollars and uh, on someone, uh, like a professional helping you write it and tweak it. And, you know, it's just a waste of time. You know, get out there, have a presentation, you know, do as much of the product as you possibly can and, um, you know, just do it, just get to launch. And, Again, uh, you know, I like that idea of the formula that if something is not going to take you a lot of money, it's not going to take you a lot of time, don't worry about as much as the feedback. If the market is a huge market and you study the market and you think you have something unique, don't be afraid to just go for it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Anyway, thank you guys again for listening to this podcast. I hope you have learned something. There are listeners out there that have sent me ideas of people who I should interview. Please keep those coming. If you have any questions on entrepreneurship, you know, please, you know, send them to those to me as well, and I'll be happy to share with them in the uh in future podcasts. Share the answers in future podcasts. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with Nahum Kligman. We hope you learned something valuable and will share this with your friends. For show notes, archives of previous episodes, and more information to help you start and grow your business, please visit our website, www.fromentrepreneur.com. Listen, learn, be Masliak.